Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Glad you're here with me today. You're listening to my doula, Micah, and I am Micah Burgess. This is Genesis Luna. Girl, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, Micah. Uh, Well, my name is Genesis Luna. I'm originally from the Houston area. I am the first of seven kids, uh, Mm -hmm. so uh, hence my name, Genesis. I am the first. Um, (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I've never heard you say that. That is okay. I love it. Uh, I, I went to Baylor undergrad. Uh, I studied abroad uh, for a year and a half, Um, loved that, so thankful for that opportunity. Um, I met my husband and got married in 2012. Uh, He's also a Baylor grad. We did not meet at Baylor. Mm -hmm. Uh, Strange that you would meet in a massive city instead. So weird. Uh, My husband uh, was accepted into Baylor, Baylor Law School, and, um, and I did not want to continue my studies because that would have been taking on two major projects, mm. uh, school and the babies. And mm-hmm. I can really only do one major project at a time. Totally. You know, uh, it could be a scrapbook and I will deny myself food and water. <laughs> so, uh, not a good idea. Uh, Love it. and so he, uh, started there and, um, after baby number one, um, well, I guess before she was born, that is when we consulted you, which was pretty pretty quickly before she was born actually. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. um, you came highly recommended actually from another, uh, birth doula. And I remember we met, I think it was at common grounds Yep. and, um, and we're just, Oh, Oh my gosh. You were, I guess you've been there for every single one of my births. Yep. How many um, is that? So we have four, we have four little ones. Yes. Uh, the first, well, all of them have been born in hospitals. Mm-hmm. The first, um, I had an MD deliver her and then the last three, uh, it was a midwife at the hospital mm-hmm. and again, you were there for all of them. And, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing and neither would my husband. Love it. Uh, so we're just so thankful for you. Oh gosh. I love it. So yes, getting to be at all four of Genesis births, Genesis births. That's tough to say, um, is an absolute privilege. And she has stayed the winner <laughs> in terms of my clients and how many births I've attended for one person. Genesis is the winner. I mean, I've been to several clients where they've had three, but Genesis is the only one that's had four. My guess is you will maintain that record (laughs) for a very long time. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, love it. Okay, so let's start at the beginning. Right. Baby number one. Yes. Marguerite. Mm-hmm. Such a sweet girl. How old is she now? She's eight. Uh-uh. No. That is not possible. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Okay, let's jump in. So start us off. Okay. Tell us what you want us to know right away. Okay. Yeah. So uh baby number one. Um you know, I remember I had back labor with her the mm. whole time. Once labor kind of started, uh, it was about 34 hours total from start to when she was born mm-hmm. of intense back labor. Um, I, you know, going into all of my births, I wanted to do it without meds. Yeah. And so, and you knew that. Yeah. And um, I think the benefit of having a doula is that you have that, um, you're obviously not the one in physical pain. Right. And so you ha- you have a straight, straight head and can kind of be that, that um that pillar to lean on mm-hmm, if you will and mm-hmm. so for me that was super helpful my husband that was not the role really for my husband right um you know he was kind of in um in fear watching me as I'm you know crying and bellowing in pain <laughs> uh the whole time uh, especially with number one mm-hmm. uh, and so I labored at home as long as possible yeah which was of course the recommendation um and it kept in content constant uh, constant contact with you yeah. and then i was at the hospital for about 9 hours uh you know i think the thing that really made me start crying was that that wretched needle because i don't like needles no. and so <laughs> that kind of got the tears rolling um i i guess i got to um labor in one of the um midwife rooms which is wonderful because they're big they have the bat there's a bathtub mm-hmm. for people to labor a shower um I want to say I, I used the shower for a little bit just to kind of help with the pain. Um, but then, of course, uh, you were there uh, the whole time helping me with exercises and walking around. Uh, breathing was a big thing. Yeah. And again, thanks to your help, I was able to to deliver um, number one without any meds. Yeah. And, uh, you know, thinking back on it, um, as I was reading the book you had written, I <laughs> <laughs> kind of have some... Uh, nightmare flashbacks <laughs> just because um, it hurt yes. so bad. Um, and so, so that was baby number one as uh, she was seven pounds, six ounces. I did tear with her. Um, you know, the, all the, the pain was so intense that when I started pushing, I actually felt numb. So thankfully I actually yes. didn't have pain after. And you didn't push very that. long. No, with all of them, it was, a, uh, I think 20 minutes or less. Oh, uh-huh. I think that's right. I think right. that's right. Okay. So I get, I get to jump in now. And because you were the one in labor, you're not going to remember everything that I just said. But this is in my book in the chapter called, yep, there's a man in the room. And oh my gosh, I adore Ryan. I do. Okay. So Genesis is this little bae thing. She's just a little bae thing. Unassuming. But I'm telling you what, this girl is tough as nails. I would never cross Genesis in a million years. (laughs) She is so strong. And then Ryan is this giant. He is. How tall is he? Ryan is about six, four and a half. He is this big guy. Okay. So they told me right away why they were hiring me. Like she said, this was not going to be Ryan's role to be super hands on involved and supportive. And they are not lying. <laughs> this is not Ryan's jam at all. And so he's kind of in and out during labor. They have family waiting in the waiting room. And so he'd leave periodically to go update them. I remember one time I looked around the room and he was gone. Like MIA, like, wait, where'd he go? How, how long has he been gone? It's time to start pushing. And now Genesis is getting loud. And Ryan was in the room 
but he started walking backwards towards the door and I'm like, okay, I, I, don't, I hope we don't lose Ryan. She starts pushing and it, <laughs> baby's coming, baby's coming down. Her pushes are absolutely effective. It is not going to take long. It's very obvious. It's not going to take long. She lets out another big yell as she's pushing. And I mean, Ryan now has his hand on the doorknob headed <laughs> out the door. And I'm like, look at him going, stop, Ryan, wait, 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 stop, stop, stop. Mm -mm. Here comes another contraction, another big push. And y'all, he's literally outside the door. His hands are white knuckled on the door, barely peeking through like, like a scared little kid, like a, like a horror movie is on and like, you don't want to leave, but oh, I just can't, you know, just like hiding behind the door. And I'm like, snap, what am I going to do? And now a word from our sponsors. Robin Cohagen is the owner, manager, head designer of Haven Craft Waco. You might recognize her from episode two of my podcast. She was my very first guest, um, and she has furnished more vacation homes than anyone in Waco with her varying design styles. What you may not know is that she takes on personal clients in her spare time. This girl is so busy, but right now, just for my listeners, she's willing to open up two client spots for a one-room design. This is a $300 design package that includes an in-home design consultation, a design plan with spreadsheets and links, and even her own personal shopping time for you to reimagine or overhaul one room in your house. She is a budget queen, you guys, and pretty much always comes under budget for her clients, whether it's remodeling or redecorating. Robin's got a wait list, but she's offering to put you on the fast track for a one-room design package. So do you have a daughter needing to transition up to an older style, a living room you're absolutely bored of, a dining room that doesn't feel inviting, a master bedroom that's not inspiring? Then call Robin with Havencraft Waco today. Okay, baby's born and he's like not, he's nowhere. So I never walk away from my clients after a baby's born, never. But I did. I was like, I gotta go get him. So I walked over. He's like on the other side of the door. I said, baby's here. Come on, Ryan. Come on. Baby's here. So I grab his hand and I'm walking. He's got his eyes closed because he does not want to see anything he's not supposed to see. <laughs> he's like, uh uh. He comes around over towards Genesis. He sees that baby. He looks in her eyes and y'all. He starts crying immediately, immediately, not aloof, not unsupportive, just scared, not knowing how to be a part of this process. And I was so proud of him that he lasted as long as he did in that scenario. And the connection the two of y'all had at that point was just remarkable. It was beautiful. It's one of my favorite stories. Oh, I love it. Um, have you seen the movie Fool's Russian? With, um, oh, that sounds familiar. Hayek. Well, my mom, you know, having many kids, she always laughed when the woman at the end gives birth to the baby. She's on the road, the highway, <laughs> and she's yelling and, uh, you know, all that. And she's, oh, that's so exaggerative. You know, that is not true. My mom is from South America, so she has an accent. And, uh, and well, when I went into labor, you know, I said, mother, that was false. That, that was absolutely <laughs> accurate because, as Michael will tell you, I... 
I mean, I, I yeah, I think I cried the whole time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I think at one point I was told Shh, by somebody. Uh-uh. And I, I remember that. I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so, of course, Ryan has seen me in all this pain. And, yes. he's, you know, again, he is a peacemaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to see see me like that and obviously just Tore him up. losing it um, and there's nothing he can do about it. Mm-mm. And, of course, I was opting to not do meds. Right. Um, and so I'm feeling everything. Yep. And, again, that back labor just kind of added uh, another layer. Y'all, back labor... No boy, no. Mm-mm. Did you have back labor a few times? I didn't. I did oh, not. Did. I oh, did okay. not. And so that changes everything. Typically, if you're having back labor, it means baby's not completely lined up. It doesn't necessarily mean they're sunny side up or anything like that, like completely flipped. But maybe their head is just cocked a little to the side. Mm-hmm. But back labor can mean that the body is not lined up really well. And so that is a longer labor. It is more painful. And now you're dealing with contractions and back labor. And that is, that's hard. I I mean, any woman that wants drugs and with her back labor, I'm like, oh, heck yeah, I didn't do it. I have no idea what that's like. You do you. I get it. All right. Now, so Genesis is so strong. I'm super, super proud of her. That first experience was tough, but it was so good. And I believe that's what set her up for her next few births and knowing what she wants. All right. So jump in with baby Two and three. How yes. Are so birth, baby number two. So first was a girl. Uh, mm-hmm. The second uh, three and um, two and three were boys and four was a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed uh, with my boys, the two in the middle, I did not have morning sickness. Cool. I did have a lot of morning sickness with the first and the last. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just, again, it's interesting all the differences yeah. between births. Uh, my husband was in law school at the time. And so uh, Baylor Law School is famous for their uh, difficult practice court. Mm-hmm. And so... I continue to meet classmates of my husband's that we, oh, that's right. He left class because a baby was born and uh, then he came back. Oh, uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I remember, so I was uh, giving birth at a different hospital this time. It was by a midwife. And then of course, Micah was still there. Um, and so labor, uh, start to finish about 12 hours. So first was 34. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was 12. Again, pushing no more than half an hour, probably mm-hmm, less than that. Mm-hmm. And um, it was my my son, who was my biggest baby. He was nine pounds, uh, three ounces. I yep. do believe I still tore with him. And um, I don't remember anything like monumental that happened during that birth. I just feel like everything just went super, super like clockwork. What, yes, is that's that what true. you remember? I would say that. And I just remember being so, I was ho- so hungry. Yes. That's one thing you always laughed that yes. after every single one of births, I mean, I was starving. Oh my and, God. I mean, I'm talking immediately, please. I need a sandwich. Yes. And Micah, you always laughed I at did. that. I um, did. Makes me hungry. Just thinking about it. Every, and y'all, when I say Genesis is a little thing, she's a little thing. <laughs> every woman is probably going to fixate on one thing or another because you don't want to focus on the contractions. Mm-hmm. And so some women complain about the temperature in the room mm-hmm. nonstop. Like I'm hot, I'm cold. And we're constantly adjusting it. And they've got their sweater on and then they're sweating and now they're nude. I mean, the temperature is the big thing. And some women, it's, I'm hungry, but no one, as much as you, Genesis, <laughs> talked about how hungry they were. And she was hangry. And she was like, I am starving, y'all. I'm just so hungry. Like, end of the world kind of communicating. I'm just so hungry. And that was the thing 
that was disturbing her throughout the you're right i did laugh i think it's mm-hmm. so hilarious because a lot of women don't feel like eating they feel yes. a little bit nauseous or yes. they got contractions like i, I don't even want to eat but yes no not genesis she would have no. put away a hamburger i think Which i'm thankful for the time i was able to labor at home mm-hmm. where i was free to kind of eat that sort of thing because once you check into the hospital obviously there's it's a no-go with right. food so right 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 and soon. sometimes you can kind of sneak food if no one else is in the room Shh. yeah <laughs> i did not tell y'all that <laughs> and i don't know those second birds yeah. are just i don't know tend to be a little bit easier all right third third um third i would say even more textbook if even that that was about six hours total mm-hmm. start to finish mm-hmm. pushing time about the same i did tear with him also a big baby, uh, number three weighed nine pounds, two and a half ounces. Wow. Um, all of, you know, both, both boys were pretty long. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, this was at the hospital. Uh, Mike, you were there. And then um, a midwife, uh, the same midwife was there. Were you like at a seven when you showed up with baby number three at the hospital? I want to say you're super far along with one of them. Yes, I think it was number three. I mean... To where he, my husband, he parked the car in the front, walked me up, and then as he was leaving the room, you know, all that 30 minutes total, 45 minutes, he started to leave, walked down the hall, and they're like, no, 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 wait, come back. Baby's about to be born. Oh, my gosh. So I really tried to wait again at home as long as possible. You did. You know, I... Those the boys obviously I had the the contractions really in the front as opposed to with the back labor with the first right. so to me again it's still all of them were really painful oh yeah it's birth um, again I did not have meds with either of the boys either again uh, having you there um, to kind of help me focus on what mm-hmm. the next step was mm-hmm. what's happening next that was a big blessing and you know you're talking about the shower and the bath I probably wouldn't have thought to do those things if you were not there yeah because I. I don't, when I walk into a room, I don't think, oh, where are all the drawers that I can open and mm. what are the things I can do? I just kind of clean a cloister myself. Yeah. And so having you there, um, that was a blessing for me. Good. Um, and I wouldn't do it any other way. <laughs> awesome. Which brings us to birth number four, which is an interesting conversation. You start. Okay. So number four, uh, I was. Um, it was 2020. It was 2020. That's quarantine. right. Quarantine. That's right. Quarantine time. It was the week before I had baby that I was told, hey, um, you have placenta circumvallate. And so, you know, for a visual, your placenta should be totally squeezed against you. It should not be lifting in any mm-hmm. way, right? Well, with the placenta circumvallate, it kind of curls a little bit at the edges. Worst case scenario, completely detaches. And wow. obviously, it's super dangerous for baby, yeah. obviously, and mother with blood yeah, loss. Yeah, totally. And so... I was kind of shaken at the idea of inducing, of induction, mm. because it, I don't like needles. Um, right. And then, obviously, the chemical artificially getting things going. I was used to just letting things come on naturally. Right. And so I was kind of nervous. Oh, is this, this will lead me down the path of having a C-section. Again, I don't like the idea of having to go into right. surgery. Um, and so I remember talking to you, and you just said, hey, you know, this is what, this is what, this is why they're doing this because baby is doing well and she's big and healthy. They don't want to wait for something to go wrong. Yes. So this is why the advice is to move forward with that. And so I was really grateful for, again, your, your view on things because Mm. I was, I was upset, a little shaken, uh, you know, with that. As we were talking, Genesis had not hired me this time because she knew I wasn't going to be able to get in. So 
this, while we were talking, it comes out that doulas are allowed back in the hospitals, which she did not know a week before they want to induce her. So she's like, wait a second. Are you saying you can go in? And I'm like, we can now you, or you can have one person go in. And so she goes, I'm going to call you back. And so I was like, okay. And then I get this text from Ryan and Ryan's like, Oh my gosh, you are saving my life. And I'm like, what is happening? What is happening? So tell us about that conversation. Yes. I remember I was uh, sitting wherever I was in, in a parking lot and, and, and trying to do have multiple, multiple phone calls going my husband and Micah's. And of course I'm letting my husband know, Hey, Micah's available. And he's like, how much does she want? How much? So I was there and that means guess who wasn't there? Ryan, which is why he texted me, you are saving my life. And so I got to be at Genesis birth. I got to be her support person. It was so amazing to get to be at all four. She, it was so fast. She did so well. It was, it was like taking the first birth and almost you know, squeezing it down into a much quicker mm. time period. So start to finish, it was about three and a half hours from when, when labor was started yes. with yes. the, um, Pitocin. And then, you know, I remember, uh, the water being broken as well. For me, that was something we figured out with my first birth. Again, you were there to kind of point out, look, uh, breaking the bag of waters will help this labor continue quickly as opposed to the baby just pushing down, something I wouldn't have known. And I'm so grateful for that because it did help speed up the process, um, which I really did want to happen. I didn't want things to slow down. And so I knew going in for the fourth, okay, yes, we'll, we'll do the bag of water break. And that's what really got those contractions going. Like every, every few minutes, very consistently till baby was born, you know, you were there helping me walk around and, and it definitely became super painful, super fast. Yeah. Breaking the water is not optimal, ideal for the most part. That's not something I would typically recommend. However, when baby's coming down and almost engaged and what is hindering the head from coming completely down to help you finish dilating is this little bag of water that is between mm-hmm. baby's head and your perineum. And it's it's not breaking on its own. So what happens is, is when you get to that point, it's inevitable. I mean, like we know you're about to push a baby out. This is just in the way. So we can keep laboring for potentially another hour or we can move that water out of the way let baby come down which baby does immediately which is why it is so intense so quickly and most of the time I mean we're pushing a baby out within 30 minutes I mean it's that effective it's intense so hear me clearly if you choose that route it is intense and I'm really only talking about when it's we're at inevitability this is happening soon and we just don't have to keep laboring i mean your body has done what it's supposed to do let's just move that water out of the way so we can have a baby i'm kind of under the assumption y'all that you want to have a baby sooner rather than later and i'm not saying pull out all the interventions so that you can have a baby sooner rather than later but if it serves you well and can end this 24 36 hour labor I think maybe we should go with that. Maybe let's try that option, you know, but this was not an easy time to have a baby. Just looking back again, we wouldn't do it any other way. Uh, I know that, and it's not saying that he is a weak person uh, at all. Uh, Just in that, in that um, environment that, that is, was not his strength to be kind of that, the coach. Right. 
and um, you know he was not one who wanted to cut the cord or right. anything like that right. and that's i think that's okay totally um and so we just were thankful to have the the master and uh, <laughs> present oh with us i mean because that really was one of the i mean when you say how was it a positive experience having you there was for me because i really really i needed that coaching mm-hmm. and that that direction um and you you provided that um that was just um priceless. I think it's super important that everybody understands themselves enough to know what your capacities are, what your limits are, what your strengths and weaknesses are. And I think when we embrace, you know what, that is not going to be my thing. Then you surround yourself with people that can do that. Look, I've been to over 300 birds. I mean, I definitely have an unfair advantage over pretty much any husband that's going to walk into the room, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. seriously, I have a few more tools in my bag. So obviously, having someone there that has done it before and has helped so many people and understands what's going on can support you mentally and do the back labor. And especially if your significant other, they're like, I don't even know. I can't comprehend. I can't wrap my head around. This is bizarre to me. It's scary to me. Then, yeah, it is so important to have someone there that can support you in the way that you want to be supported and no judgment whatsoever, you guys, on if it's not your thing. Sometimes we get clients that actually hire us and they're like, look, I have no plans to have a natural childbirth. I will be getting an epidural. I don't want to feel any pain. I'm just scared. I want you to come and hold my hand and literally tell me what to do. I don't even want to know what's going on. We've had people hire us for that reason because they understand, you know, I just don't think this is my jam. I just don't think birth is for me, but I do want a child. So, you know what? I'm going to let it be okay that this is not my thing. And I need you guys to just be there and tell me what to do. Like, I just want to be oblivious. I'm, I'm scared about it all. That's okay. That is okay. So yeah, embrace what your capacities are and then find what you need to assist you and help you and support you in the best way possible. Y'all, that's not just in birth. That's in life. How about that little gold nugget? That one's for free. And again, with your help, there was no meds with number four. Uh, she weighed uh, eight pounds, three ounces. I did not tear with the last one. Awesome. <laughs> Woo. Um, but yes, I, it was rainy and stormy outside. I remember, and it was, I got to stay an extra day in the hospital. And so that was so nice having food being brought to me, of course. Um, you know, usually they give you an extra meal, uh, for the person who is with you. (laughs) I ate that one too. And I'm still (laughs) so thankful for that. Uh, but yes, uh, happy baby. And she's been just such a good girl. Um, they're all, they all get along really well. And, um, good. Again, I do not think that I would have been able to go without meds. I, you know, I feel like my my tolerance level uh, was much shorter, even with this number four. Mm. Um, that I felt like I was kind of panicky, pain wise mm. early on. I just remember saying, you know, is there anything we can do? All and right. like, look, do you know? Do you trust me? If if there, you know, within this time period, if nothing happens, let's talk about that because yeah. I, I remember she they checked me, um, and I was still only five. Mm. Uh, is it centimeters? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And um, I remember crying. That got me crying because mm. I was it was hurting pretty bad, and it didn't feel like much had changed. Because that was that's when I woke up and they checked me. That's about where I was. And yeah. So I'm wow. Like, what? Nothing has happened mm. between now. You know. And so anyway, I remember the uh, the nurse was so wonderful, and y'all were there, kind of massaging my back. And yeah. Um, man. 
I'm, I'm, I'm glad to not be in labor right <laughs> now. I'm so <laughs> thankful. Oh my gosh. Okay. So here's a great question that I, that I think is worth asking and for other people to hear. Okay. All of your births were painful, you said, and difficult. And Oh my gosh, I'm so thankful I'm not in labor. And even kind of the dread of thinking about being in labor and, you know, the pushing and the back, all that stuff. But you also said you wouldn't change anything. Explain that. Yeah. So, you know, before even having any of the babies, I I really wanted to do it um, again without meds. Right. Um, In part because I don't like needles. And the idea of a needle being shoved in my back just never appealed to me. Yeah. and, and I would say when faced in s- with situations that like, if I can get, um, the job done sooner as opposed to kind of a solution to kind of make it not hurt as badly, mm-hmm. but it lasts longer, I would rather just go with a shorter Got option. It. And Got so, um, it, every, it went as good as I could have possibly asked for. Again, you, I guess people have different levels of pain. I know my mom, it was not painful the way it was for me. You know, Mm -hmm. she just said, Oh, there was pressure. Mm -hmm. And you know, again, like that movie, Oh, that's just so exaggerative. It's not like that in real life. Yeah. 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 You know, I'll tell you what it was for me. It really, really was. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, again, some people, yeah, they just keep popping them out and there's just no pain, which I just can't, I can't understand (laughs) that. Honestly, I just have a hard time getting that. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, for me, there's, uh, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you forget and all this and that. False. false. <laughs> that Genesis, <laughs> as we've been talking, has made several winces and faces as she's been talking. It's hilarious. I wish I had a video going right now. It's hilarious. So, yes, it's it's real for her. It is. It She is describing it as painful, but she wouldn't change anything. She did get to choose the birth that she wanted and is glad that's the route she went. And this is kind of what we're all about it. Um, Waco doula here in, in Waco, Texas, our practice here. And then just as a doula for myself, as I do this podcast or I've written things in the book or I'm helping other doulas across the country. I mean, I really think our goal should be to have a positive experience as a doula. If my goal was for you to not experience any pain whatsoever, I would have failed you. So that's a terrible agenda, right? That w- you shouldn't have an agenda. Nobody should have an agenda for a woman who is in labor. You have no idea how it's going to affect her. You don't yeah. know what that experience and process is going to be like for her. So at the end of the day, what we are looking for is for you to look back and go, yes, I mean, hard as heck. Don't ever want to do it again. But I got the burst basically that I wanted. I mean, I look back and I'm glad I did it that way. And they were positive, hard, Positive, not perfect, positive. Yeah. Well, and part of that, the fact that they were positive, I think is having you there, mm-hmm. um, you know, being that, again, that pillar yeah. that I could lean on and you could kind of direct me as things were going along. Uh, that, that was helpful for me because I wasn't just left to my own mental devices, right. letting my mind go down certain right. ways you were able to, okay, no, this is what's going to happen next. Or, well, you could either do this or this, but you didn't give me again, too crazy of a, a spectrum where it's like, I have no idea. I don't want right. to think right now. Right. And so, which is legit. Yeah. Sometimes you get to that point. A lot of women do are like, I don't know, just tell me right. what to do, you know? And so, yeah, it is helpful to have somebody that, like you said, is not going through labor, is not in pain, who doesn't have agenda. And I'm literally just there 
to help and serve you. And what is best for Genesis right now in this moment that's going to help her accomplish this goal that she wants to have in the best way possible? It has been an absolute joy to serve you guys and to know y'all and thankful that now we're friends. And uh, this has been really, really fun, really enjoyable. And I appreciate your time today. Thank you for listening to My Doula Micah. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at My Doula Micah. We can also get connected at MyDoulaMicah.com. If you're interested in checking out my book, the link to The Humor in Birth, Stories and Insights from a Doula can be found on all of these social platforms. Be sure to share and subscribe. I'll be here next week, so please be sure to join me again. And this podcast was produced by Rogue Media Network. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.